gave the sell. Now, when you sell, this could be an affiliate. You don't even have to have your own business. This could be literally an affiliate. Like every day we walk around wearing somebody else's clothes and selling somebody else's stuff all the time. We do it all the time. Yo, bro, where you get that sweater from? Yo, yeah, 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 I got it from over here. Oh, where you get them sneakers from? Oh, I got it. And you don't get paid for it. So now, what if you did that and got paid? Welcome to another episode of Motion and Success. And today we have another guest, Sean. Sean is in the building. A New York native, definitely a person that's right around the corner from us. Um, definitely, this is going to be a great conversation. He's another guest that's having motion and he's successful. Definitely, you're going to hear a lot about his story, how how to turn your 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 problems into cash flowing assets, and also how he was able to turn his problems into cash flow assets and also have mailbox money. So if you're a person that you want to have mailbox money, you want to make residual income, monthly income, you got a problem, you got a story that you want to tell, this is the episode that you want to tune into. Today I have my co-host with me, which is Ayo. Yep, it's Ayo. You guys can follow me at Ayadeji. And you can follow the page at Motion and Success. This is going to be another banger. Yes, yes, yes. And we starting off 2024 solid, man. Like, literally a solid episode. Like, our first episode of 2024, like, a mindset episode. You know what I mean? Like, and we got Sean. So, Sean, introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> y'all ready for that, man? Yeah, we ready right. for sure. <laughs> I appreciate Are it. they ready? Are y'all ready? Nah, let me stop. So, yeah, yeah. My name is Sean Crew, man. They call me the Mindset Mogul. What I do is I help people turn their mindsets into two sets to create cash flow assets. Mm. So my, my focus is helping you become a better you, yeah. right? And I do it through community. And when you become a better you, you can transform your annual income into monthly income and just following a few steps. Yeah. So yeah. So so we definitely got to start off like like so. Cody mentioned a New York native. What part of New York are you from? From Brooklyn, you already know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. put some Europe in the chat. Y'all already know it's live. Yeah, nah, we definitely motion. We, we got that Brooklyn vibe here. I think all three of us is from Brooklyn. Yep, yep, yep. So that's dope. So, like, how is it? Like, how how is it growing up in Brooklyn, man, dude? <laughs> Yo, Brooklyn was tough, man. Um, Brooklyn was tough because it it, it was it, it was a weird situation, like. It was great environments, and it wasn't too hood, but the energy was hood, mm. right? Like, so you you live in these brownstone places, like, you know, buildings, and, and it's amazing. You got, everybody has their house or whatever the case may be, but then you got a few blocks over, and a few yeah. blocks over might have the projects. It might have four, five, six buildings. Yeah. Um, you might walk across the street, and that's some territory that you shouldn't be in because you live on this block just by just by association. Yep. <laughs> like, so. Yep. Um, it was a little different, but it was challenging, and it created a, a person who could really go out there and change lives. Like, I had to first change my own life, and Brooklyn taught you that if you don't get up and go do it, it won't happen. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Like, that, that's a fact. That's, that's a fact, so cause true. I ain't even going to lie. Like, just people, even people from outside New York, they always be like, yo, New York is a little bit different when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like, that support isn't really there. Like, you know, so sometimes when you coming up and you want to be an entrepreneur, you really got to want to do it, you know? So how'd you jump in and you like, you kind of want to jump into the entrepreneur field? Like, how, how'd you jump into it? Yo, I got tired of being good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was too busy being good. I forgot about my greatness. Mm. You yeah, ever yes, heard sir. where somebody be like, yo, like it's almost natural to a point where like, yo, how you doing today? Good. good. Like, are you really good? Nah, but I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, was that was that what which what your situation was? It was it was it was like this. Like when we go out and get jobs, we're kind of being selfish because the job is just meant to pay you. Yeah. But you take that one income and you 
take it home and you split it up with multiple people. And then you're like looking at your paychecks like, damn, I don't know, I need a little more, right? And that is what started to put it in motion. Like, yo, I'm, I'm just being good because I was good, but was my family good? Mm. Was my nieces and nephews good? My sister, she was struggling a little bit. She needs some extra help. Like, was she good? You know, my grandmother, like, you know, can I take them out? Can I, like, pay for their house? Can I buy a new car? Like, are they, are they good? I realized that working at the 9 to 5 was a cap life. Yeah. You cap it. Every day you wake up, hey, what's up? How you doing? You're walking. You're capping. <laughs> you get in there, you get your paycheck, you look at it like, damn, you're capping. Why? Because your salary is capped. Yeah. You understand? It was it was all in front of me already. It's like, yo, bro, if you want to get, you got dreams, right? You got aspirations. That's cap. As long as you stay here, it's cap. Right. Why? Because um, the job is a stepping stone. And if you stay stoned, you get stepped upon. So if you stay stuck, you know, y'all already know. Come on, you're from Brooklyn. People smoke a lot of Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. Stone is in Brooklyn. Hey, <laughs> so if you get stoned, you 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 put. You don't feel like moving. You stay in put. Right. So if you stay put at the job, you get stepped on. Like it's a stepping stone. So when I was there, I was like, all right, I start to I'm starting to feel stepped on. I got to make a move. Yeah. So I was doing uh, graphics for Netflix and Roku, and at the time I was recovering from gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, so what I did was like, I said, yo, I got to become better. I got to become more effective with my time. Mm. So it was that period when, like you, when, when like you, you had you good, right? Yeah. Like you wasn't feeling too good. You had that time to just pause and think. Right. You really came to, like you just came and you was like, I just kind of just want to live a different life, you know? And you felt like entrepreneurship was the best option. Yeah, I mean, I think this is we're all creators, right? All of us are creators, right? God created creation, right? Creatures creators like we're the creators right that can create creation and creatures so i was like i'm not i'm not really getting i'm not i'm not loving my position right now i, I feel a little like i'm boxed in i feel like i could be doing more i feel like i could be doing better and I, I, don't get me wrong like anybody would love to have my, my my role bro like you could go home and watch my movies that i'm doing graphics for on netflix like it's mm -hmm. worldwide production i'm part of something that's worldwide <laughs> you get what i'm saying so right. But when I looked at the credits, my name wasn't there. Really? No. When I signed the paper, I signed over anything I create, the rights to the company. They get to get it. So if something was to happen to me or I retire, I don't get any residuals. Like, what do I get? 401k? Mm -hmm. Like, so ownership started to play its role. Yeah. So during that time I had the GERD or whatever, um, I went home to, like, just kind of get away from the traveling. Bro, I was traveling and... If anybody knows it from Brooklyn, I was traveling all the way over to um, um, uh, what's the name of that place? Um, I forgot the name of that place, but um, it, it was a, it was like two hours away basically. Um, it was like going towards like Brighton Beach, you know, that area. Um, I don't know why I forgot the names. Like is it, is it uh, what do you call that place? The Hamptons? Nah, it's not the Hamptons. Oh. Um, it, it's, it's in Brooklyn, but um, oh, it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh, or Howard Beach? It's like going that direction. I don't know why Sunset oh, Park is it Sunset Park Sunset, Sunset Park, Park I believe but Sunset Park mm -hmm. right so it's going that direction and um from where I was living in Crown Heights and also um I was living in um Bushwick at that time I gotta take like two three trains I gotta take the L train I gotta transfer to like the R and then sometimes it's not working like bro that's an hour commute hour yeah. plus if the tra train is late if I miss my train so I, I, I realize I'm getting to work like maybe a couple minutes late or it's like 90 minutes taking me tr to travel so i'm like all right cool i gotta stay home because i can't recover like this 
So they let me stay home for like a month or three weeks or whatever. Told me I got to come back and say, make a choice, make a decision. What's your choice? Either you're going to work here or you're going to leave because, you, you know, you got to do work. Um, so this is when I started to realize that you could become more effective in less time. So what I did was I took every Monday and Friday off. That was my vacation days. I used all my vacation days, took every Monday and Friday off. Mm -hmm. So now I got three-day work week, four-day weekend. I'm in motion. Mm -hmm. You understand? I'm starting to see some success because I'm getting paid for five days. I'm only working three. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wow. So it's possible to actually make more money in less time. That was crazy to me. Because right. I used to think that you got to just trade time for money. Y'all know in New York is like time is money. Yeah. Um, and time was definitely not money. Time was everything. And so I, when I realized time was everything, it changed the whole trajectory for me. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. So I would have never even thought like, so like you had like a set amount of vacation days for the year. Yeah. And then what you would do is you, you just put it on Mondays and Fridays so yeah. that way you're just working Tuesday to Thursday. Right. Nobody thought about that. They didn't even think. The fact that they offered that to me, I come on, I'm thinking, I'm clever, you know? Like, I've yeah. been a philosopher for a long time. So I'm like, well, what's the best way to utilize this? Yeah. Four-day weekends. Nah, because you know, for, come on, y'all know when we got vacation coming up yeah. or you got the yeah. ho holidays, right. it feels good to have those extra days off. And it feels good to only work a couple of days because everybody knows with holidays coming up, that Friday, nobody's doing work. That's true. So half of the time, we don't even really need to be staying home, staying, going to work on a Friday. We could just be, you know, be home because you get most of the work done anyway. But on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you're not. But Monday, you coming in from the weekend, hangover on a week type of thing, right? right. So you coming in slow and sluggish anyway, you don't even want to be there. So you're doing half the work anyway. Yeah. Okay, Friday, you ready to go home. And you don't have to work anyway. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're going to get the most production. I said, let me get those days and let me get the other days off. And nice. then that was that, that created the, the whole motion of becoming more effective in less time. Mm. But before the job and everything, like, like, how was your lifestyle growing up as, as a kid in Brooklyn? Like, you know, like, you know, going through the motions, going through the streets of Crown Heights, you know, like, how was that for you? Or correlate to this one. Yo, this, yeah. this is wild. First of all, I went to seven different schools in nine years. Like, so th this is wild, bro. What's the purpose uh, behind that? Like, purpose? what's the reason? The reason, the reason why I went to seven different schools in nine years is because my mom, she was sick, you know? She was in and out the hospitals. And also, it was just like a, a thing with the school. Like, we moved. Right, so we moved around. So I graduated fifth grade, and I went to another school that was went up to sixth grade. So uh, right, sixth right. grade there, got a graduation there. So then I left and went to another school, which was junior high school, uh, two years there. And then I went to another school. Uh, my mom passed away in um, ninth grade. I had like a 65-grade point average. <laughs> it's terrible, y'all. Because, you know, 64 is just passing. So yeah. I had a 65. Um, and they used to tell me, you're not living up to your potential. And it's, I got all this stuff going on. Like, during this time I'm growing up, bro, my mom is sick, and I'm sleeping on a couch at my grandmother's house. I got no closet, got no room. I'm, bro, I'm sleeping on a couch. My clothes are inside of a bin. You know, I got four or five different people, in, brothers and sisters, like, family cousins, all these people, like, inside the house. Um, and I know some of y'all hear the stories about my brother when he talk about, like, he got, like, a three-bedroom apartment. He got, like, ten people living in there. You know? Um, so growing up was like, that was weird. But then when you go into school, it was more weird because it's like, you kind of get raised by the school in the system in a, in a sense versus being raised by the family. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of mixed things. You got, you got gangs, you got, um, you got sports. So it was just like a mixed thing. Like either you were with the, 
the sports or you were with the gangs. And it was like, it was no really, no other in-between type. So you had to choose a side. And then some people got caught on both. Yeah. You know, so just being part of that. I used to run around, I, you know, on my gang shit. <laughs> I used to run around, but it, that wasn't that wasn't the real motion for me. Yeah, that wasn't going to lead me to success. That was just going to lead me to depress, right? So I, I didn't want to be depressed. And at, at a young age, I found myself being a little depressed, mm. you know, um, because I was living a life I didn't really want. Like like I mentioned, sometimes you go in the house. I know some of y'all know about this. Your house be filthy, house be mess. Like you don't want to be in that, but your family live like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that was the case in the entire time, but. My family lived in a way that was had great values to it, but it also came with some stuff that I would rather not have had. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. Now I was gonna say because because he, he he mentioned like he kind of broke down like how it is growing up in Brooklyn, like, um, you know, especially during that 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 middle school to high school years, like you do you got a lot of influence. You either could be an athlete, gangbanger, and you know it's just, or you could even just be walking down the block and and the drug dealers or or, or the true. dope boys or. You know they they could they could give some influence on you and stuff like that. So it was like you got to kind of just yeah, focus on that path that you want to go that you that you really want to focus on. You know, so damn like I, I salute you though, yeah, well, sure. all, cause all that stuff you was going through and then you you still like you know pull through like that's yeah. I want to add to that too, bro, cause you make a good point. Hey, it's like you don't even know which path to go down. Like you don't even realize the path because you think that the path is two to three options. Yeah. You think that is drugs. You think that is, uh, you know, uh, gang banging. You think that is rapping. You think that is balling. Like you think is that, but it was way more. It was, we never ever got taught to be ourselves. It was always go be something else. Yeah. Like when did you ever get sat down and say, okay, what, what would you like to do? Like how how type of experiences would you like to have? So growing up, you get depressed growing up in in, in these in the cities because it's always you being told what to do as opposed to being shown what to do. That's true. Where, where's the example at? Yeah. We get so many people who are great that come from here and they go, yeah, I came from this place, but what they do, do they give forward? Because people say they give back, but are you giving forward? Are you giving to pro produce us going forward? So like um, I had, luckily I had some coaches and I had some, um, some teachers. Like you'll find some good people. There's always some good people in the heart of the cities. Who really look out for you and i appreciate those people who were there for me so shout out to everybody who supported me growing up yeah for sure because like especially like around those ages is it's usually very very impressionable you know what i mean like it's very easy to go down the wrong path you know especially if you just lost your mom things like that it's very very you know easy to go down the wrong way so you know i'm glad that you actually did you know go the right way so what did you do like during those times you picked up sports like what did you do yeah bro i picked up sports man and one thing about New York City, most people that most people that's not from New York City they might not know, but uh, New York City is infamous for creating games like on the fly. Like I remember like the whole like be in the street, hanging out in the street, like and playing in the street type. Yeah. Like that was dope. We used to you know fill the milk caps with like wax. Oh yeah, you play Skelly, <laughs> play Skelly, bro. Like <laughs> nobody else really know about that except for people in New York. I'm over here plugging, and if somebody got the best tops, they got the best wax. They really put energy yeah. and creativity into them things. That made me focus. Like yo, I just had a regular the red one, yeah. <laughs> you know, just whatever wax they had. Well, I seen people with swirls. I seen people with colors. Like and it, it was amazing to see. And those were like nuggets of creativity yeah so what i used to do um used to have class uh, one thing i appreciate about schools that they let you do art yeah so i used to draw my, my grandfather's 
great artist, great painter. One of my uncles was a great artist. He used to do pay, face painting for my mom. My mom had a business. She was an entrepreneur first. She was the one putting people on, like putting the family on, putting people from the um, town on. Um, and she owned two businesses. And one of the businesses was basically children's party productions, right? So she, let's say you have a theme for the birthday. She'll, you know, get that character to be played and then she would get like face painted and then balloons. You remember the animal balloons that people used to make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have me yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be doing oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and my uncle, he used to be painting people faces and stuff. It's nice, dope. And so it was always inspiration like that. That's one thing about New York. It is always artistic inspiration no matter where. And that, I, I, I really love that aspect. I love that. Mm, nah, that's a fact. New York really got some creatives, like they, really, they really, do. like they, they, they definitely really do. So, do. so, what sports you was playing, like, bro? You, man, you playing ball? I was playing. Of course, I was playing. Who wasn't <laughs> playing ball? Even the boy that wasn't playing ball was playing ball. Because <laughs> you, know you would find some of the dudes they pull up with the jeans on. I ain't really like that. Dudes that pull up with the jeans. <laughs> oh yeah, the how you pulling up the hoop with jeans? Come on. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, I played ball. I played uh, basketball, football. I played baseball. I played soccer. Um, played street hockey. That's another thing that we played on on, on our block. Street hockey. Um, so it was fun playing all the sports. Yeah. High school too. High school, I played baseball, played basketball. Um, I didn't play football in high school, um, and that was it. I did baseball and basketball. So. Okay, okay, okay. And you even mentioned like you were you you had like hoop dreams, you know, things like that. Go overseas, like what happened, like bro? Like I'll tell you what happened. So, um, I had hoop dreams. I think everybody has hoop dreams, yeah. and your hoop dreams, you know, it depends. So please look if you got hoop dreams. Live your hoop dreams. Just understand that things don't go according to plan, they go according to vision. Yeah. So you might not get to the place that you want to be, but you'll be right where you need to be if you just understand and have gratitude for situations. So for this, for my particular situation, I wanted to go overseas and play ball. I wanted to be in Spain, I wanted to be in London. Um, and I had a friend when I was, you know, a little bit younger, I had a little friend and her mom was a diplomat and you know, she had pull and connection overseas. I'm like, all right, cool, what's up? You know, you gonna set this set, set up my room and board. She's like, Yeah, I'm gonna set your room and board up and do all that stuff. Uh, I got you. It's just gonna cost you X amount of dollars. It wasn't that much, but as a younger kid, it was just that was a lot. That's all I had. Right. So I gave her the money, she booked me. You know what I mean? She's open. She like took the money and just mm. ran off. I'm looking for her and I'm like emailing her and I'm texting her and I'm going through Facebook and I'm hit up on the messenger like, yo, where you at? Just give me the money back. If you're not going to do the job, just give me the money. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not going to do the job, just give me the money back. I'm like, damn, she ain't responding. I go, I go online, I'm on Google, and I type her name in. My girl was arrested two days prior oh. for fraud, for identity theft. So I was a victim of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that was another obstacle that came in my life that I could have just shut down. It, it did have me a little like weird because yo, bro, I'm nice and bold. I know probably everybody in New York probably say nice and bold, but <laughs> if y'all want to get the one on one and y'all see me, we can make it happen. If y'all want to get the team game, y'all see me, we can make it happen. But um, yeah, so I had those dreams, bro. And um, unfortunately, due to my negligence, I lost that by entrusting my dream into somebody else's hand. Mm. Yeah. Now you got that's that's the thing, like especially like. Was it was it like somebody like from our community, like kind of like? Nah, she wasn't from our community. Oh, okay. That was that was the first red flag. Look for the red flags, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she was she she was in school. Met her, met her in school. She was a dope person, and she had nothing. I didn't really feel like she had anything to gain over me. Like, but the truth was, she was just looking for any opportunity. Mm. You know, um, so that was that, and that ended up pushing me to do more um, graphics, videography. And more skill. 
So you really, so you, you really, really focused on the skill work. And then from there on, like, when did you say, like, I want to kind of have my own, like, you, you mentioned ownership. So when did you, I kind of want to have my own thing. Bro, that was early. I, that's way before basketball even stopped. Like, even even before, like, once that situation happened, you know, I was still holding on to those hoop dreams. I was still working out. I was still dedicated, still giving people 40. Yes, I would still <laughs> give you 40, giving you buckets. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm, giving, I'm still playing in the tournaments and things like that. But um, I'm focusing on entrepreneurship. So I'm doing videos, photography. I'm doing website design. I'm doing T-shirts. I'm doing all of those type of things. And uh, my brothers and I, they've partnered up with me, right? So I'm like, let's create this whole family business right. uh, because I see my mom do it, right? She employed the family. Family mm -hmm. came and she employed people outside the family. They became family. So I started to realize that everybody around me works for me. But I work for everybody that's around me too. Like, y'all work for me, but I work for you too. Like right now we're working for each other and yeah. how you do it, you got to be strategic about it. So um, I put my brother, you be the vice president, put my other brother, you be this, put that brother, you do that, my other friend, you do that. And we just started making videos and going around shooting stuff. And it was dope. It was great. We didn't make a lot of money, um, but it was good to see that if you come together, you can create something productive. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's not meaningful to anybody else as long as it's meaningful to you because this is your world. Like, I realized this was my world. I'm the star of my movie, right? I got to go out there and shine my light. I know that's one thing my mom told me before she passed away. She was like, um, she was like, never let my sickness become your weakness. You got to shine your light no matter what. And before she passed away, she was like inside of a um, hospice. I was like, yo, mom, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Let me know. It's my mom. I'm losing my mom. I already lost my dad. I ain't tell you that. But my dad, was he was murdered in front of the building. When I was two. He was shot. So I'm a victim of gun violence, right? At a young age. So I'm looking, damn, I don't want to lose my mom. Like, so mom, what do I need to do? She's like, you already know what you need to do. You already know. You got to reach your potential. You already know what you need to do. It didn't dawn on me until like 15 years later. Like, damn, okay, now I understand what she meant. I got to come out here and be the best version of myself no matter what, give it all that I have, and really like understand that this world is temporary. So let me max out. So... That's like that's been my goal. My goal is like, let me step into my light. Let me shine my light. Let me go ahead and really elevate my life. And that's where the whole mindset really like start to kick in. To like, okay, I got to get better every day. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that, that that right there. That's that shows the strength, bro. Like, like really though. And also, yeah. One one thing I realized too is like, I'm glad that you realized like your story that you went through. You know what I mean? Like it really put you in predicament to be the person you are today. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times is we might think, you know, things are happening to us. I mean, for us. I mean, how do you say? You think things are happening to you, but it's happening for you, you know? So you're able to turn your pain into a... Turn your pain into power. Yeah, into mm -hmm. power, and into, into, into assets and, and things right. like that. So glad that you was able to do that for sure for sure you know because there's a lot of people that's going through a lot of things in their life and we're all going through things you know we might be masked up we all look pretty and whatnot but at the end of the day we all have stuff that we all face in at the end of the day you know and i'm glad you're able to publicly tell your story for sure definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and i also got to mention too like um how hard was it for you like especially because i know anybody who wants to make any change in life it all starts with the mindset but then mindset is also discipline like you gotta be able to kind of look at the world but not kind of 
be a part of it in a way. Like it's gonna be distractions, especially like definitely like women. You gonna have the you gonna have your homies doing another thing. You might not have the support. So it's like yo, to have that strong mindset. It's kind of like up to you to develop. Yeah. So how do you build your mindset to kind of just be like, nah, I'm going after this and that with it. It's all in stages, man. And um, just like you were saying, bro, like life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. I like to say life is not happening to you. It's happening through you. So I understand, like, I'm the one that's creating my reality. So I had some situations. Like my family, when I was growing up, my family was Jehovah's Witness, right? So I was in the truth, like understanding and studying and going around and just being part of um, removing yourself from the worldly things, right? So that already gave me a, a indication of what, to do yeah. in life, right? You can't follow everything, right? Because now you start to sit back and question, okay, why are they doing this? So this is when I was young, I learned that holidays was actually money grabs. Oh, holidays yeah, are, holidays are bonuses for businesses. But I think it's needed though. It is needed. I think it's needed it is because needed. we never take the time to be like, all right, cool, let's, let's get together. Let's all travel from wherever you are in the world, let's all come together as a family. I think it's needed, but then again, I understand the business and the whole ideology around it. It keeps the economy, economy all stable and everything. Oh, hold up, like they say. Like, hold up, hold up. That's what they say. I'm loving what you're saying. I'm just looking at it from another perspective, right? Because it keeps the broke broke. Yep. That's the mm, issue, bro. Fact. Like, I love the fact that it brings people together. Yep. It's all about love. I wear love on my sleeve. Yo, come on, y'all know that. Yeah. But it, it keeps the broke broke. And this is what they talk about when they say the rich keep getting richer. Because you're not understanding the tool. So most people don't understand what tools are. Tools, any type, anytime you have like a tool that's out of action, like out of its action, then you're going to yield limited results. Anytime a tool is in its action, it's gonna have powerful results. If I got a hammer laying around, if I got the mic, right? If the mic is laying around, it's a tool, but if it's laying around, it's, it's not in action, is producing limited results. Yeah. But if it's in action, then we're recording and it's producing powerful results. Right? People hit you up on the show like, yo, Dave, yo, ever since you started recording, like, yo, I like what you do. I like the information. I appreciate you, right? Because it's in action. And most people don't understand that. So, like, even like holidays, right? Holidays are in action. But if holidays are out of action or, or you don't know how to use a holiday as a tool then what you're doing is you're going to have limited results so the same thing as a business owner if i don't ever market on black friday then i'm missing out on a whole bunch of people who can come into my business and help grow the business on black friday so yeah. i understand the tool of black friday i have to use it and then now it grows but that, that's a whole other business like type of strategy yeah, just yeah, adding yeah, value yeah. and that's okay okay damn nah. Holidays, I, I agree with him. I feel like holidays definitely is is, is a money grab, bro. It is. It's just a whole like even when even like uh, like around this time, like probably from November to December is just all sales, like yeah. literally all sales. You see the line for Black Friday. That's the best. You see Cyber Monday. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's all a grab. You just got to be conscious enough to realize it. Right. And then I I, I kind of like it because like the psychology behind it, it's like it forces people to go out and buy. But then again, it's like yo. Like, have some discipline. Like, you don't really need it right now, you know? Um, so I, I understand every, I understand all the moving parts behind it. Um, so, so you, so you, you said you was doing, you was doing like graphic design and photography for some time. Like, you was working for different companies or like, how, how was it? Uh, that was freelance. Like, when I was freelance. doing graphic design at first, I was like, it was this thing called lynda.com, which basically uh, now is like LinkedIn, right? Like, mm -hmm. like used with LinkedIn. But Lynda was like the first online platform that was teaching. 
how to actually get um, skills, how to acquire skills. So I already went to school and I got you know degrees in communication, and multimedia, but this was more like, let me, let me get better at this thing because it's always evolving, right? Um, and to your point with discipline and consistency, right? Like how did I, how did I develop that yeah. through the mindset was sports, right? So sports had me focus on discipline. So I really love the fact that we have sports that had me focus on discipline. So I could like really, you know, have my pain threshold or my pain tolerance increase. So that way it doesn't feel like I'm getting burnt out. I'm getting, I'm getting the workout. So the same thing happened with the, the, um, the graphics. It's tedious, bro, to actually sit there and learn to do all this thing to rotoscope, especially like 10 years ago to rotoscope and get the, the backs, like to have like a, a background. Like that was crazy. Like it was hard. Um, and, but it took discipline. The reward came from the finished product. It, it came from after it was all done, like, ah, got to release now, got to relieve, like, because now it's all done. So I felt good. Now I feel motivated to go get the other thing done. Yeah. So that, that's how it was. It was like I kept feel, feeling motivated to get things done. So I, I love the fact, like, discipline and consistency has, like, a reward, um, and that's basically like pain, right? Pain has two two sides to it. As the pain has a... A regret or it has the side of reward and you could choose i yeah. rather choose the reward part for sure for sure so i just locked in and also you had mentioned a little earlier too like family business i wanted to touch on that as well um like how how how's that like because we're not like with family business most times you know it usually don't really clash too well you know a lot of times is i can't work with this person i can't even though you might be family you guys are you know, cousin, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, mom, dad. You know, it's a little, it's it's harder. But for your family, like, how has how has having a family business, you know, helped you grow? Is it you know your brand, your yeah. business, and everything like that? With, without my family's business, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm. Um, and this may not be the case for everybody. This may not be the case for you. But for me, I, I'm blessed with this particular thing. And we were talking about it, how your obstacles turn into your opportunities. Yeah. Right. These obstacles that you have in your life, you can see it as a problem or you can see it as an opportunity to show your greatness. So the fact that my mom passed away, the fact that my dad passed, this is my biological dad. I had another dad. It was my second dad. So my second dad, you know, he was still there, but he worked so much that he couldn't always be there either. So who do you have now? I got my brothers. My sister, she, you know, she brother sister y'all be arguing about some stupid stuff right like <laughs> so my sister be arguing with me all the time she yeah. does yeah i don't want to be around you all right cool so i'll with my brothers and my brothers we just lock in every sunday like because we got split up so my brothers would be with my other grandmom and um my sister and i would be with my other grandma so kind of split apart and we would come together on the weekend so we would come together on the weekend the sunday nights was the hardest night it was like you know we got to leave yeah. everybody got to go to school on Monday. So it, it, we used to cry and it used to bond us, right? So these obstacles turn into opportunities because every time we knew Sunday was coming, we would sit down, we would build, we would pray, we would meditate, we would talk, and we would strategize about what we're going to do moving forward. And that was the intentional day. Like, to be honest, it, I don't really work with that many other family members. I have a few other family members who passed away who I was working with. Shout out to my uncle, D. D. Wise, who was uh, very instrumental in helping us take our media production business to another level. But... Um, with with the family bro it's just my me and my two brothers mm. it's, it is hard to bring other family members on board because god gave me the vision god gave you the vision yeah god gave you the vision 
So when you try to share your vision with other people, sometimes you share your big dreams with small minds. They have you feeling small. They have you feeling tiny. They have you coming up short. And when we share our, our dreams with each other, we talk to my brothers, we like to, we, we build each other up. So really it's just about how can you add value to each other? How can you add layers to each other to where you could actually excel? Um, what, what are your strengths? What are your, what are your weaknesses? Because weaknesses are just undeveloped strengths. So if we could all help each other develop those weaknesses into strengths, then we're going to be a powerhouse. And so that's basically what we've been doing. I also wanted to ask you a question, too. So, like, I know you rock the mogul. Uh, Ramel rocks the mogul. I, I don't know the other brother's name, but you all, all of you guys are the moguls. Like, like is that the brand that, you, or is that the business that you guys are pumping right now? Like, what, what's the, like, the main business that you guys are making? Right. Mogul Lifestyle, 100%. And my, his name is Jamel. Mr. Brooklyn Jamel. Business. Okay. Uh, the best, the best financial advisor out there. I got to do my shameless plug, all right? Mm -hmm. The best financial advisor out there. Shout out to him. Um, he put us on to a whole lot. So, yeah, the, the Mogul Lifestyle. At first, it started with Ramel had this idea. He was like, yo, I want to create this brand, men of good understanding leadership, mm -hmm. right? Somebody had, like, kind of took some of it, like, good took some of the acronyms or whatever the case may be. He was like, all right, cool. Let's just turn it into a lifestyle. This ain't about, this ain't about like some short-term thing. This is about a lifestyle. How do you want to live? How do you want to, we want to, we want to impact people. We want people to feel sparks when they're around us. When I walk in the room, you already see my presence. It's not a fake. I don't need the fluff. Like it's here, right? We are living in our dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like we, the thing is this, most people don't ever live like they're dying. So when they die, it's like they almost never lived. I, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live like I'm living. Like I'm dying right now. Like I want to live. I want to be the person that's shining, right? I want to yeah. shine my light. I want to be the star of my movie. And the thing about that is it comes with responsibility. Like you can't be a selfish person. You got to actually do more for other people. People go, yo, I want to work for myself. And I'd be like, you don't want to work for yourself. What you really want is you just don't want to work for one person. What you want to do, whatever, this is what I would like to do. I would like to work for as many people as I can in my target audience. What? That changed my whole mind. It gets deeper. You know? Yeah. So now it's like my brothers understand that too. Yeah. But not everybody understand that. So your, your, your cousin, your mom, whoever, they may not truly believe in it, but wait till you get the results. When you get the results, everybody start to believe in what you do. Damn. Now that's... That's what's up, honestly, because it's like, you know, most entrepreneurs, they come up and it's like, it's just them by themselves. But you have brothers that, you know, you could kind of share that, that, that mindset. And, you know, y'all all, all want to go down that path of, you know, success and having y'all, like, you know, working together and building a business, a family business together. Um, so, so like, after the graphic design, you know, you, you was into photography. When did you step behind the mic? Because you, you, you sound like a great speaker right now. Like, when did you step behind the mic? <laughs> yo, that's yo. true. I was I was behind the mic at twelve, you know, and, and having younger brothers, I'm the older brother, so our dad not being around because he's working so hard, my mom not our mom not being around because she's no longer here, I'm the voice, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've always been the mindset mogul. It just hasn't come out to the brand. It was just me being me, and this this is where you want to get paid to be who you are, like you want to find your gift because your gift gives you your goal. So my gift is being able to. Orate. My gift is being able to elaborate. My gift is being able to have philosophy. So I was able to give my brothers philosophy. It was up to them to choose whether they want to do it or not. At one point in time, my brothers were sagging their pants down, already off that. 
Yo, stop sagging your pants now. Yo, put some shoes on. Nah, you a weirdo, bro. You put shoes on now. Nah, we don't do that. You got my pants. I got the mirrors on. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> get some slacks and get some shoes, bro. Like, nah, you want some weirdo stuff, bro. So fast forward, we all on it. Now, now we all wear the suits. We all wear um, shoes, slacks, all of this. Like, now we got our own brands, right? So the mobile lifestyle is a whole brand. Like, it's just, it's a whole brand, bro. Like, mm. People people could purchase it, but we don't offer it like that. It's just on us. Yeah. <laughs> so people be like, yo, can I get you? So we, we'll make a something. We'll make a little something, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have, like, um like were there, like, any, like, uh, like, did you have, like, any mentors that kind of helped you? Like, people used to watch. Like, you know, some people go to YouTube. They kind of see different speakers, different motivational speakers. They read different books. Like, especially to get that mindset to really, really, like, where it is now. Like, how'd you do that? Yeah, studying. I had a lot of mentors. Uh, I had virtue mentors. Like, you can get virtue mentors, too, y'all. Uh, it, they would just be called coaches at that point. Um, but I had a lot of people. Like, Vision Lakiani. Um, I had Lisa Nichols. I had Jim Quick, who's the brain coach, who teaches me how to remember people's names and how to like recall a whole bunch of um, things that you probably wouldn't think is necessary, but does change the game, move the needle. Um, I had people like Myron Golden. I had people like even my brothers were like my mentors, you know, um, and I, the list goes on. I can name a whole lot of people, but those are just some people. Um, I want to shout out some of my teachers too, like in the past. One teacher in particular, uh, she was very close uh, with me where I already like got past the um, 65 grade point average and I was already doing 99 grade point average. I was a salutatorian and I finished, right? The only reason why I didn't get valedictorian is because I wasn't there long enough. I was in four different schools. So um, she used to like, she used to leave me money. Like she used to leave me $50, $100, leave me food. I'm like, why do you do that? And she's like, because I've never seen somebody like you in this school. Yeah. And I just want you to understand that success comes from who you are being. Damn, she said what? Like, cause you know, success is oh, you got the money, or you got the car, you got. That's not success. Success comes from the person that you become. Success is something you attract by the person you become. And those, those are the things that were like mentoring me, like just little things that people would say to me that I would just live by. And uh, maybe I took it too personal, but <laughs> it worked out in the long run. Mm. So, did you learn that concept from these mentors where you say like turn your annual income into a monthly income, like? How does a person do that? Like, yeah. you making twenty thousand dollars a year, thirty thousand dollars a year. Like, how can the person go ahead and say, "Hey, listen, let's make this in a month"? Like, what are some of those steps that you would go ahead and teach a person to do that? Yeah, I love that. And this this came from my life. It just came from my life. Like, I was able to do it with my whole uh, graphic design job. So, one thing you want to do is have a foundation to buy. Everything is built on a foundation. Some of us got cracks in our foundations, though. Right. Because we're dealing with trauma. We're dealing with uh, the pain of the past. We're dealing with losing people. We're dealing with bad communication through like family. We're dealing with an unwanted situation or environment. We're dealing with some type of struggle or poverty. Right. We got to solve ourselves. The first thing is to solve yourself. Who are you? What are you out to accomplish? Who are you the possibility of? So who I am is the possibility of love, connectivity, financial prosperity. You got to find what you are capable of. And when I realized that I'm capable of true love, being able to love somebody authentically, being able to be loved back, being able to spread love, being able to connect to people vulnerably, sincerely, and being able to also be put myself in a position for financial prosperity. So I started writing down all of my breakthroughs. Anytime I went to the seminars, anytime I went to my mentorships, wrote down all the breakthroughs, and I came up with these five steps, right? And this is a foundation five. So the first thing that you want to be able to do is sell. Sell, sell, like, 
S A L E? Yes. Or S E L L. Either or. You gotta sell. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yo, you really thinking about that too. Uh, it's either or. You gotta be able to sell. That's the first thing. That's the first thing you need to do. Okay. Because most of the time we're bad salesmen, bad saleswomen. Like we sell ourselves on working a 40, 40, 40 plan. Yeah. Spending 40 hours a week for 40 years and retire with 40% of, of our income, right? We, the 30 30 plan where we go to school 30,000 a year and then we learn from somebody who's teaching us and they only make 30,000. And then when we get out and we get a job, we make 30,000, but we're already 120 in debt. Like, and you're working backwards type. So it's more like, how do we get ahead? And the way to get ahead is to understand what you have. You have a voice. Everybody wants to hear your voice. You have a story. Everybody needs to hear your story. Who wants to hear your story? Right. Right? So one is being able to sell. First thing you got to do is be able to sell yourself on being the best version of yourself. Be okay. able to sell yourself on not looking at the past and letting it hold you down, letting it be in a, a, a weight. Right? You can't become who you want to be by holding on to who you've been. So when you look at these five things, that's the first thing I want you to do is I want you to be able to sell. Now, when you sell, this could be an affiliate. You don't even have to have your own business. This could be literally an affiliate. Like every day we walk around wearing somebody else's clothes and selling somebody else's stuff all the time. We do it all the time. Yo, bro, where you get that sweater from? Yo, yeah, 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 I got it from over here. Oh, where you get them sneakers from? Oh, I got it. And you don't get paid for it. So now what if you did that and got paid for it? So let's just say I had an affiliate and I got people funded. This is how we started, right? We started getting people with credit repair. So while I was at the doing graphics in Netflix and Roku, um, I started getting people credit repair. Like, you need credit repair? You need credit repair? Because I realized I need a credit card and I need to make sure that I got my credit in check. So I'm telling people about the results that I got and they're like, I want that. Oh, you need your credit repair? All right, cool. So now I'm selling a service yeah. that I'm not fulfilling on. So every time I got a person, it was like $197 per person I got. If I got like four people, bro, that's eight hundred dollars extra i ain't even do nothing i just asked you do you want to come and get your credit repair and then i offered you an opportunity hey yo i got my bro ar right here set them up bro you go set them up and then now you get the credit repair they're good but 800 it's not that much it's, it's okay it's good i need some more after they get their credit repair what can you do funding get them funded so affiliate and i'm gonna go fast on the other parts i just wanted to break this part down so that way anybody can see that it's able you able to start right so you go get people funded. So we was getting people funded 12% at the time, right? Mm -hmm. So now my brother and I, we'll split. We probably split 5%, right? Yeah. And then we you know, just charge them 10% because we make it like a little bit lower, right? Um, and the thing was, we got people funded. And once again, I wasn't doing the work. You know, my brother was doing most of the work sometimes. And then sometimes he wasn't doing the work. We got another person do the work. We both, all right, cool, give me 3%. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, give me 3%. Yeah, yeah. So we started taking three, but just so you know, take 5%. When we get you access to $200,000 or we get you access to $300,000 or even $100,000 faster than your job could pay you or quicker than you could save it, you're going to trade $10,000 for $90,000. So you're going to trade the 10% for $90,000. So me and my brother, we break off the bread and now I'd have made 5K off of one funding. So if I got three people and one funding, one, one, oh, I got three people in one month for funding, I got $15,000. This. When am I ever getting fifteen thousand dollars from my job? That's 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 a great start for All sure. Right. So now here we start to now here we start to to stack it up now. So now I got something. Now I'm selling something. I know. So remember, I said it's five, right? So you got to have your affiliate. You got to have your um your anchor. You got to have your upsells. You got to have your assets. You got to have your investments, right? So okay, cool. We got the affiliate. Affiliate. I'm getting people funded. 
Cool, I got $15,000 there because I got three people, whatever the case may be. Let's just say I have five people coming to a program I created. Now I created a program based upon my knowledge of funding. So now I'm teaching people how to fund themselves. Right. So now I'm teaching them how to fund themselves. Let's say I charge them $2,000 to learn this information so that way they can forever get themselves funded. Don't ever need me or anybody else. Right. Let's say five people come in. That's $10,000. 10000 plus the, the 15. 25. I'm already at 25. Yeah. All right, cool. Now we go make some upsells. All right, cool. I taught y'all this information for 2000 But look, what if I say I'm going to give y'all a $3,000 course with all the information, all the templates, everything you need, all the documents, give you ebooks, all of that? Say, yeah. All right, three people take it. How much was that? About nine? 9000 Okay. Add the nine to the 25 Nine, twenty-five. Where we at? 34 right? Just about, yeah, yeah. So we had 34 now. Now you had $34,000. Cool. So now you gotta have an asset. So the asset that I choose to, to partake in is uh, just two based. But I chose life insurance and I chose software as a system, right? Or software as a service, some people call right. it. And so the IUL policy is basically you put money into the bank, um, and now your money is gaining interest versus you putting money into your, your old like Bank of America type, and you're not getting any. Right. Wait, wait, wait! You gotta break with the IUL. You can just break that down for them. Yeah, so it's like an index universal life insurance policy, yeah. right? Where when you put money into your policy, uh, first of all, life insurance is for the living, so you can utilize this and withdraw as long as you max fund your policy. And when you max fund your policy, you start to get interest, right? So you start to get cash value. Now, when you get cash value, you could always pull from your cash value. When you pull from your cash value, the money that was in your cash value, let's say I put fifty thousand in. The money that I put in, fifty thousand. If I take all, let's say I took 40, 40,000 out. If I took forty thousand out, it still grows as if it's fifty thousand in there. If I took all yeah, of it yeah. out, it still grows as if it's all of it in there. But the, the principal, they don't let you take all of it. Out. Right. So that's why I use forty. Right. So I took forty, forty thousand out, still growing. Mm -hmm. But now when I take that forty thousand out, what do I do with the forty thousand? Flip it. Flip it. How do I flip it? Investments. So now we go to the next layer, investments. I invested into real estate. I'm not buying and holding because I don't want to deal with tenants and I don't want to deal with toilets and I don't want to deal with trash. I don't want to deal with none of that. I want to do the flicks and fix and flips. So we get a fix and flip, make 20K, split it with my partner. I got 10K, add 10K to the 34. That's, that's, that's one deal. Looking at a lot of dough. For, come on, come on. That's one deal. <laughs> That's five people, Jeez. and the same five people who bought the, the, the program are the, probably three of those people who had the funding, right? So, and three of those people probably got the upsells, right? So, I'm only talking about five people. So, now, what if we doubled it? What if I got 10 people that bought? I'm at 60 what? 68. So, it's really reverse engineering or contrary construction is what I call it, right? If you got a product, let's say you got a... Uh, if you got a $20 product, how many how many units of the $20 product do you need to sell in order to get to a million? A lot. How much? <laughs> a lot. Hold on, hold on. But you see how we, we don't just know it? Like, if we just knew it, it'd be easier for yeah. us to be able to get it done. But being that we just don't know, it's not in our stratosphere. But it's about, what, 50000 You need to move 50,000 units of a $20 product to get to a million. That sounds like it's hard. But what if you say, okay, cool, 50000 that's a lot of people. What about if I... Got a two hundred dollar product. If I got two hundred dollar product, I only need two thousand. I mean, five thousand people. Yeah. Right. So you you see the margin starting to get small. Okay. If I got a two thousand dollar product, I only need five hundred. So you start to see it gets easier, but you got to do something called renovate, innovate, collaborate. Renovate, innovate, collaborate. So let me okay. put y'all on. So 
this is this is this is deep right here because you got to know the economic era. How much how much time we got? We running? Probably like thirty more minutes. We good. All right, cool, cool. So when you talk about the economic era, right? Just flashback to like two thousands. We're all young, so we don't really know like the economic era. But the economic era is controlled by what is being mass produced or what is the highest needed or in demand. And what was most in demand was the flow of information. So Google, Bing. Yahoo, all of those companies in the early 2000s, even YouTube, they were, they were caking because they control the flow of information. Now, what's the economic era? Information? Close. It's strategic partnerships. Mm. So partnerships could be a system. It could be AI. It could be another person. It's just partnership. So who are the top companies now? Apple, for sure. Um... Go go right into it. Don't don't even hesitate. Just name Apple, it. Amazon, Amazon, Tesla, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook. Amazon. Let's let's go with let's go with Apple or let's go with Amazon. Amazon for sure. So Amazon is basically probably the one, number one, right? It's probably number one yeah. because they use the model renovate, innovate, collaborate. They're not inventing something brand new. They're renovating. They're taking an idea that's already existing and they're making it better. This is why I say all you got to do is learn how to sell. If you learn how to sell, you can take an idea and make it better and you could become a millionaire in no time, right? Well, it's going to take time. Take a little time. <laughs> but it'd be faster than working at the job. Right. So, so the renovate, innovate, collaborate model is you got to renovate something. So what, what, what was the industry that Amazon renovated? It was uh, commerce. Bookstores. Bookstore, right? Commerce, e-com. Commerce, right? The idea was a mall. So you see how you see because we think at the first level we got to get past the first level of thinking. We got to get a little bit deeper in the thought. It was a mall. But why was it a mall? Because what is a mall? A mall is a place where you can shop, shop to get multiple items from different stores in one location. It was a convenience, right? In one location, they took the mall, put it online. Okay, that was the first thing they did was renovation, put the mall online. Why are we going to get you? You're going to get, because you can get almost anything from Amazon, right? Take the whole mall and put it online, right? Okay, what was the innovation process? Like, how did they innovate? How did they put a twist on it, make it new, and make it feel like it's something special? Two days shipping. Two days prime. You get it next day. Two days shipping. They never had that. They never had that. Bro, it took seven to 10 business days or 14 business days. You used to be waiting for that thing to come home. That's a fact. You know what I mean? When it finally came, you was hyped because it's here. <laughs> you could track it. They had tracking too back then. But um, the point was they innovated. They said, okay, let's let's do something. Let's put our own twist and spin on this thing. And what they did was they said, let's, let's send it out in two days. Send it out in two days. Now they got UPS working for them. Same people who used to tell us that we can't, they can't give it to us in 10. They can't give it to us in two days. They got to take 10 business days. They got them working for them. Yeah, and, yeah. and delivered it in two days now. Yep. So... All right. Now the next part was they made they made um, they they collaborated. So who did they collaborate with? Everybody, right? The everyday person. So the whole the whole reason why I'm taking everybody down this journey is so that way you could discover it for yourself. If you discover it, then you can see where you can renovate, innovate, collaborate, and then you could do the same exact thing. Because this is what I've done. I'm only telling you this process. But if I just came out and told you that without telling you Foundation Five, it don't make much sense to you. Right. But now it can start to connect to you a little bit. And if y'all watch the replay of this, it will all make sense, right? So now the whole the whole Amazon, they collaborated with the everyday person. So when they collaborated with the everyday person, what happened is they're now able to reach more people. And now they're able to 
scale back a little bit on advertisement because if I'm collaborating with the everyday person and I'm Amazon, what do you think the everyday person is going to do? If you, all three of us, part of Amazon shipping or drop shipping, what do you think we're going to do? We're going to buy it. No, we're going to tell everybody about it. Yeah, that's true. Because we linked up with Amazon. Yeah. Amazon's Amazon. It's a huge company. Like, you're going to tell everybody about it. At this point, Amazon got me spoiled. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> You order something on Amazon, you get it the next day. You order something else, it's like, oh man, she still ain't here yet. So, right. Yeah, that's true. Tell people so, about you know, it. Tell people about it. If you got a sponsor on your show, the first thing you're gonna do up here is gonna be like, yeah. So we got these mindset mogul jackets. We got these love plus jackets that we look good at because I'm sponsoring the show, right? Yeah. So that's how it will go. Um, so it's the same thing with the um, Netflix, right? And I'll just break this one down quicker because we already went through the whole process. So renovate, innovate, collaborate with the Netflix. They renovated the, the, the whole movie industry, especially like rental, movie rental industry. It used to be like Blockbuster had a whole stronghold on it, right? But the issue with Blockbuster is that you had to walk into the physical location. The issue with Blockbuster is you had to actually be able to, you had to pay for each um, video that you purchased or that you rented, right? And the thing about Netflix was they brought the store to you. They brought the, the renovation was I'm gonna bring the store to you. You ain't got to worry about because you live in New York and it's cold outside. You ain't trying to go take that DVD back to Blockbuster. Stop yeah. playing. Yeah. You gonna get the late fee and just give take it back on Monday or whatever the case may be. Not here. Netflix said, look, we are gonna give you all the movies and you know what? We gonna give you all the movies at one low rate. You ain't even got to worry about paying per renovation. Change the game. Okay, how do they innovate? Put the thing on the app. So now you can get it anywhere. Blockbuster, you had to be in your house with a device to watch it. Now you can watch Netflix on the train in New York City. Renovate, innovate, collaborate. So the collaboration part was who? So they Blockbuster, they partnered up with Paramount, Lionsgate, all of these big brands, right? These big movie companies, studios out in LA. But Netflix was partnered up with people who made YouTube movies, people who made documentaries. Yeah. And then later on, they got the bigger contracts. But once again, it was partnering up with the everyday person. So everybody, like if you, if you got a goal, if you got a dream, understand that all the money that you want to have is going to be in other people's pockets. So you have to find a way yeah. to add value to people because that's the only way. And you have to sell. The, the way you make money, the way you collect money is you either sell or somebody gifts you with the money and nine times out of ten we're not being gifted with it so we gotta so you gotta sell uh, all the money that you want to make is other people's pockets but all the impact that you want to make is in somebody else's heart so you have to have to be vulnerable you gotta really be sincere and genuine about who you are to connect to each other because your network is your net worth so all of your potential is going to be actualized with other people so please if, if you don't take anything from this Take the fact that you should be partnering up with somebody who's already doing something that you want to do or who is moving just like you is at high, high speed with velocity, you know? So renovate, innovate, collaborate. You got to change who you are because the person who got you into this situation won't get you into the next one that you want. The, the same person, the same brain that created the problems won't cause the solutions. So you got to become somebody different. And it's just evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So to recap on those five steps, because it, it, it was, was a lot. Bro, that was... I know the first one was to sell. Number two first was... First one to sell. So anytime you think about sell, just think about affiliates. Affiliates. Right? So that's number one. Affiliates. But right. selling is the principle behind it. So you got affiliate. You got asset. Okay. You got anchor. Okay. You got upsell. You have investments. It's way more, but that's foundational five to get you money like this, because the only thing that you're 
physically doing or earned income would be the anchor. Everything else is, oh, it's residual or it's somebody else's partnership. Right. So, like, it's, it's basically like this. It's like you go to work at your 9 to 5 and you get paid one income. But let's just say you had those other four streams and you're getting paid with the other four streams. So you're still going to be able to do some work, but now you got four other streams that's kicking in. It's going to give you a lot of income and opportunity. But all right, so now we 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 understand the 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 annual income into monthly income, but we're talking offline, and you kind of I, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. You mentioned where, let's just say a fella that has money problems. You said something along the lines where a guy that has money problems, no, uh, you said a guy that has multiple women more than likely has money problems. The average like guy. <laughs> let's or, or, let's specify that. I, I forgot how you <laughs> said it. It was guy. it was something like that. But he was like, you know, if a guy that has money problems, more than likely, I mean, women problems, he has money problems because, you know, I, I don't remember right. how you broke it down. If he has but, women problems, he has money problems. Yeah. And um, the issue is this, right? Because the way you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. And yeah. the your income is related to the way that you operate, right? It's related to your relationships. Right. So if you're a person, if you're an average guy and you have money, you have women issues, what's the what's the, what's the issue? The issue is usually communication. They're not communicating. The issue is you're not being honest and, and being truthful to the woman, right? You're leading her own false intentions, right? Or it's the financial. So now all of that still work his way back to each other. But now if you're a person that's a, that's a guy and you're going out with this woman, going out with that woman, going out with this woman, I know exactly where your finances are. Mm. It's all over the place. I know exactly where it's at. If you're a woman, right, first of all, I ask this question to women. I say, are you meant to be with more than one person? I just ask that question to women, but I ask it to guys. <laughs> what's the average, so let me, what's let me, the average answer? The, the, answer, the average answer is no. Right. Let me ask y'all that. Are you meant to be with more than one person? I mean, society says yes, but biology says no. <laughs> okay. So when you take that same thought, the people who believe that you're not meant to be with more than one person are usually people who have one income. Mm -hmm. That's the person because they, they go to work and they have this one income because that's just their belief. The belief is you're meant to be with one person. So you go with that one person that's paying you. But what the issue is, you, sh you, you take that same one income and you go home and you split it up with four or five people because you got children. You got a significant other. You got family that depend on you. And now you're looking at the money like, damn. Because distractions cause subtractions. So you're distracted from what you should really be doing. See, your employer, is your employer sitting around with one employee? No. no. <laughs> Multiple employees, right? Because yeah. understand that you need more than one person. So the answer to the question is, yes, you, you are meant to be with more than one person because how, how could you grow? Yeah, I was about to ask you, so, so we should be with multiple. Right. But the thing is, it's not at once. See, that's just the way people be thinking. That's the way people be thinking, but it doesn't mean at once. It just means multiple people because each person is going to teach you something. So if all of us partnered up with each other, we can get four or five different streams of money right now. So I could tell that woman's finances. That woman is dependent on a man. Mm. I could tell, I could tell, right? So the women who only depend on a man for, for stuff, I could tell their finances. If I'm dependent on you, bro, for money, it's my finance. Not good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it's, already, it's already set in stone. So now the issue behind it is you, you got to communicate. Are you communicating with your money? 
Like, so that guy who's not communicating with his girl because he likes silence, that's the same thing he's doing with his money. He's like, yeah, you know what? He's not telling himself that he has a girl. He should actually allocate money for his girlfriend. He's not telling the money that. He's just telling the money, yo, you look good in my account. And then when his girl's asking for it, damn, you making me look bad in my account. And now he's salty at his girlfriend because he's not looking the way he wanted to look. But in actuality, it's not her fault. You should already have these things allocated for it. Right? You know you got a girlfriend. You should communicate that. You should communicate to your money. Okay, look, I know I got a girl, so I know part of this is going to be able to be with her, but I'm going to need you to be over here for me, working for me. So now when you communicate that way, so now you take the portions that you know you make, 20% or something, 30%, and now you go invest it. Right. So your mindset just becomes different because now you're communicating with the money. Like, think about it as money being a person. Just like how most guys, they neglect their woman. If you neglect money, your money is just floating around, you're spending money with everybody, what's going to happen? Your money's not going to be there for you. Your money doesn't want to come to you. If, you. if that's a girl and you, uh, instead of being with your girl, you with all these other girls, your girl's not going to want to be with you. Hmm. So you got your money and you don't want your, you spending your money on everybody and, and you're not putting your money, not giving your money love and attention to grow it, to have money babies, get that money nice, fat, and pregnant. Oh yeah, <laughs> then what's gotta happening? get your money pregnant. <laughs> Have more money, okay? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I was. I, I'm glad that we touched on like a little bit of the the the, the mindset on like well, you know relationships and finances and things like that. Cause um, back when back in like August when me and, and and Cody was doing like interviews or whatever um, at Investfest, we was just asking you know some we was asking the men and women like you know what are their thoughts about you know because finances is just really heavy in relationships. So we was asking them, like, yo, what are y'all thoughts on going 50-50 in a relationship? And surprisingly, like, you know, some of the men, they was like, yeah, yeah, she, yo, like, that's what's up. Like, yeah, yeah, she a real one, da 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 And then most of the girls, they was like, oh, hell no. Like, he's not, you know, he's not masculine enough. Like, you know, so so I, I just wanted to know your thoughts on it. Like, like, what do you what do you think? Like... Yeah, it's very subjective, bro. That's a very subjective thing. Um, and I ask people that same question. And um, it, it's never going to be 50-50. It's never going to be 50-50. It's always going to be, and it's not going to be a, you know, 100 and 100. But you should be able to provide 100% for what you want, and the other person should be able to provide 100% for what they want. Because if y'all got into, uh, well, what would you call it, a marriage? You had children. And... You, you had a child, and then what happens is you, God forbid, you passed away or whatever. Can your wife now sustain and build for your child's future? Does she know how to move money? Is she intelligent with the money? Only reason why I think like that because my dad passed away, my mom passed away. So most people are not, not looking at that from that perspective. So I think it's gonna, always going to like fluctuate as far as who's doing what. And it's never really going to be 50-50. It's always going to be um, just loving each other as, as full as you can. And being there for each other because the money is not the issue the strategy is mm. i got a question though yeah. but like because you talked about family business when do you know if the lady's the right time to work in your business i don't know that question i ain't got to that point yet brother <laughs> i'm gonna write that breakthrough down uh, because i did have a um a woman that i was having to work with me and i, I love this woman but she didn't want to do it you can't force somebody to do something they don't. Can't. And you can't coach a girl. Y'all got to stop coaching your women. You just got to, like, be a man. Like, lead, lead, let her, lead, let her follow. If she don't follow, okay, you know what to do. Yeah. You know what to do. Okay, okay. 
and, and like, do you got like any discipline advice like for men? Like, especially with women, like it's a lot of distractions out there. It's a lot of women that you know, um, they could throw you off your path really bad. Really, like, I've seen people in the comments like, "Yo, like they watch our content, they would be like, yo, um." I'm glad I heard this answer or whatever. You know, I'm 40 years old. I had moved across town with this chick. You know, all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? But me personally, at my age, I'm like, I still, I started learning. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm glad that I'm taking sacrifices to actually, you know, like, pause away from the ladies and then actually <laughs> get back, get to business and focus. You know what I mean? Um, like, what's, what's, what's your take on that? Yo, bro, I'm, I'm rocking with you on that one. Like, if you don't really have something in motion, you shouldn't put your girlfriend in that mix, right? You shouldn't get a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, if you don't have something in motion, you shouldn't get a girlfriend. Why? Because now your time is divided. Divided time calls for divided results. So you're going to be most likely unhappy. And chances are you and your girl actually having that fairy tale dream where you're both building each other to get to the empire. It's most likely not going to happen for every person. That's a select few. So... You, you, and this this is just my opinion. I'm not Dr. Love, okay? So I don't truly know. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's best for you to get things in motion, have a system already running, and then have a girlfriend. Sometimes your, your, your girlfriend is, is just, it's a separate experience from your work, from your money. It's just a separate experience. It's, it's, it's a different thing. So um, one of the disciplinarian, disciplinarian advice is this. Stop being with women. For not Mrs. Right. Stop looking for Mrs. Right now. Stop looking to bust a nut. Stop looking <laughs> to get a nut off. <laughs> stop, stop looking for the for the feels and the thrills. Stop looking for the vibes. Because those are setbacks. And the reason why those are setbacks is because you haven't even made your come up. Mm. You gotta get your come up first. Right? Because think about it. When you are operating at your highest potential, the girls that you want is gonna come for you. Yeah. Like the, the girls that you want is going to come for you. Why? Because most women, just women, this is advice for women too, because they always say, yo, I don't go chase men. I don't offer men. This is why women end up with the man that they don't really want because they settle for the guys that come to them. Right? But if you, but you got the upper hand in that situation because if you that guy and you come to the show, you, you get up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't focus on a woman because if you ain't got your stuff together, bro, you, you, you allowing another dude who probably does have this stuff together, roll up on it, and it's just, she's just going to look at it from <laughs> the grass is green on the other side type. <laughs> you done lost it anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just be focused on you. Um, If you got a couple situationships, handle that, you know what I'm saying? Get a couple situationships. <laughs> yeah, do what you do, but stay focused. Uh, But once again, I would say don't sleep with a woman that you're not ready to to, to lock in with. I'm glad that you said that. Because gotta build, build that motion up yeah. first. Get that motion. Get you some motion. Get you some, some set some success um, and definitely, you know, the, it has started tracking. And I'm glad that we was able to, you know, talk a little bit about that because, um, you know, like us guys, like I'll be real, like, yo, I told Ayo, I'm like, yo, when we, when we get to the top, bro, like dude's got a million plus subs, everybody's stopping, taking pictures. It's gonna be easy when it, when it's, when it's, when we up there, you know, we wanna be able to build and actually, you know, sacrifice, build up ourselves, understand what it takes to be successful, understand the character traits that we need to have as young men and, you know, guys getting, you know, older. And, and when you have this, a microphone, you're very influential. You know what I mean? Like, 
people are listening people are actually watching so i think this is something that they need to hear too because at the end of the day you might be you know getting steered the wrong way but your focus needs to be here so glad that you touched on that i'm I'm really glad you touched on that too because um you know especially guys like when you're going on that path to make a lot of money and stuff like that like yeah the women are going to come but you know also, I feel like it's super important to understand like that female nature because it's a lot of like we see sure. the NBA players, sure. yeah. they're highly successful, but yeah, they still get caught up with the end up paying child support for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Just all for because they didn't understand like yo, these women they going after that. So it's like it, it, it's tough, but the main thing is definitely getting yourself right first, getting your mindset right, and like you said, like yo, don't don't ever lay with that. Don't ever lay with the wrong women. That shit gonna cost you hundred yeah. percent. Um, before you can get your money right you got to get your mind right yep and that that's really the whole point of having personal development at the highest stage because if you are growing within everything else around you grows so you're going to have higher quality women around you too exactly right so you you know but the thing is you got to know yourself because if you fall in traps for a person that's trapping you because of your money you're going to know the signs like you Mm. bro you know the signs and and you can feel it i want y'all to get familiar with feeling because when you feel it's something so so, so like profound to the human nature and it's called intuition like you gotta believe that that that's one thing i do like about women though because they do run with the intuition more than men men just run with the idea which is dope because that's why most men are successful right like because they run with those ideas well i would think most men are successful um, people that i hang around are successful yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, motion is success they got nope. motion is success but uh yeah that's 100 though get your mind right before you do anything because if you don't have a solid foundation, you got cracks in your foundations, bro. Like anything can happen. You know, it can make it crumble right underneath you. So when you see those guys who got a lot of money and then they, you know, it wasn't a mental thing. They they probably got the money from a physical thing, right? They probably yeah. got the money from something else and they never had to be challenged to use their mental to have to grow their mental. It was never part of the trajectory. They only saw this person as the the physicality. So in some of those cases, this is why we urge everybody to work on their mindsets. Um, and, and develop that so we got a, a summit so tap into the summit if you want to learn how to turn your annual income into monthly income i'll say tap into the summit you could text us to the number 347-429-6496 and you can text the word millions and then when you text that word millions you get the link to register for our free online workshop